0: Right then, hello everybody, a special occasion Cleary here, and the special occasion is that they've released Braun Strowman, that's Braun Strowman, the the really big one, the former world champion, Mr. WWE, probably going to be a lifer in the company, you could not imagine a more Vince McMahon wrestler if you could go into Vince McMahon's own imagination, the deepest, darkest depths of it, while he was going through his own vinegar strokes, watching a video about the new generation era, that's Braun Strowman. Just let him go. So I know we shouldn't be exactly surprised by this. WWE has been releasing wrestlers for the better part of 18 months now. But nobody, nobody like Braun Strowman. Yes, they've released better wrestlers than Braun Strowman. There are bigger examples of wasted talent than Braun Strowman. But the guy, for periods of the last couple of years, was as over a star as they have ever had. He has been in and around the main event picture. He has been a diverse worker. He has comedy to his game. He has brutality to his game. He is just... You just don't let someone like that go. But they have, and despite the many, 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 many highlights of Braun's incredibly short run in WWE, there's also loads of parts of it that are, let's say, regrettable. So, my name is Adam Cleary, and these are 10 things WWE definitely wants you to forget about Braun Strowman. Number 10, he was all over July's hype. Yeah, we'll just start with the least sensational of all of these, and also the most awkward. Like, they've just let a guy go who they spent the last, like, three weeks putting front and center of every single video package about how excited they were about July's programming. In fact, if you cast your minds back to that incredibly goofy pre-tape they've been running where everyone in the WWE universe, including Braun, says, We can't wait to get back in front of friends in July and all through summer." He was, like, the first person on that video, hence where did that voice. That won't be happening now. It's understandable why they did that. Braun Strowman's one of the most marketable things they have in the company. He's a crossover star. He's been in major motion pictures. Fans love him. They love to see what he can do. So, of course, you put him front and center of these video packages, but... Right now, somebody in Stamford, Connecticut is frantically clicking away on uh, I presume iMovie or something, trying to cut him out of those. You know the really sad thing about that is, that means it was the last thing he did for the company was just to stand in there, say how excited he is about the WWE. One of the most one of the best performers, one of the best performers they've had in so long, and he goes out just on a hype video. Number nine, the greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, cast your minds back to April 2018. That was an idle threat, I mean genuinely do it. Do you remember WWE went over to Saudi Arabia and we here on this channel said they probably shouldn't do that because there's several human rights violations hanging over them but they did it anyway and they put on all these shows and they had a 50-man Royal Rumble to which we watched it because that's all you could do. I mean mind-bendingly Chris Jericho was one of the 50 men in that which makes it feel like a billion years ago but it wasn't, it was just 2018 and Braun won it, he beat 49 other men to win the greatest ever Royal Rumble. And the sort of the way they framed that was he had outdone the achievements of every single other Royal Rumble winner because there'd been more people in this one. They gave him this extraordinary green championship belt to show that he had won. And we thought, oh, that's cool. They're kind of like, okay, they're going to build these Saudi shows into like the canon of WWE. He's going to be carrying that around. He's going to be telling everybody that I won the greatest one. 40 other nine men can't stop me. How are you going to do it? Roman Reigns and then they just never mentioned it again. And actually, actually went one better than that because of course when Seth Rollins won the actual Rumble in the preceding January, they just never mentioned the fact Braun had won and the 50-man One in Saudi Arabia. It's like it never happened. Number 8, his Wrestlemania 34 moment. Interesting story in the canon of Adam Cleary here. I actually taught myself to edit videos at what Culture purely because I wanted to make a video about who Braun Strowman's potential secret tag team partner could be at Wrestlemania 34. We didn't have anybody around who had the time to Put that together for me. So, you know what? I'll edit it because it's such a fascinating part of that card. It's such a fascinating element going into WrestleMania. Who could it be? Could it be Neville? In the end, he came out with nobody. Uh, Nobody wanted to be his partner. And he had no friends whatsoever. So, he just went to the crowd and pulled out a small boy. And together with this small boy, who I think was like, wasn't he the son of one of the referees? He was, he was somebody. He was somebody related to WWE. They went and won the tag team championships off Sheamus and Cesaro. So the tag champions for about one night only were Braun Strowman and a child. Now, the reason they did this was because they wanted it to be a WrestleMania moment. It didn't matter what happened before it. Didn't matter what happened after it. They just wanted to replay the clip of Braun Strowman and the child winning the belts because that's the grandest, daddiest, roller coasterist. Stage them all, etc. And while it did make Braun Strowman look good, like you cannot deny him winning the tag team title to the child makes him look quite good, Braun Strowman was not somebody in the company who needed to be made look that good. He was the monster among men already. They did not need, he did not need the rub you get from winning a belt with a 10 year old child, which is terrible phrasing when you think about it. Number seven, they booked him like the Big Show. (laughs) Right, there's kind of a problem the Big Show's always had in WWE is that He's a very entertaining, interesting performer. Like, you can't be that big and not interesting. So when they do good things, they're gonna get over because it's just fun to watch somebody that size do that stuff, but obviously the easiest way to write a monster is as a bad guy. So The Big Show spent its entire career flopping between Face and heel. They would give him something to do, some storyline, which obviously he was the bad guy, but then he would come out of that and just be big and interesting. So he'd sort of naturally become a face, and then they get bored and make him hate, feel, etc. etc. Et Went on for years and years and years. Everyone got sick of it. And the thing about Braun Strowman was he was like the big show, but with so much more. Ooh, how the other French say mm, "crack patter." He was just funnier than Big Show. He put Kevin Owens in a portable toilet and then like threw him around inside it. He did the whole Brain thing. That was hilarious. He got on stage with Elias with a double bass and kept saying "Go, hands," and it was really, really funny. Like the guy was far more entertaining than he had any right to be. So he was constantly inadvertently getting himself over. But the problem with WWE in these situations is when they find out you have some kind of comedic timing and they find out you have some kind of personable, entertaining quality to your presentation, they do bad, wacky stuff with you all the time. And when you are eight foot a million, like Braun Strowman was, doing wacky stuff all the time, kind of dilutes your appeal as a murderer. So anyway, the point is, they will try and have you remember that Braun Strowman was this brute who just dominated every division he was in, but actually spent most of his time doing zany things and just being funny, which they definitely, definitely don't want you to think about. Number six, oh, that whole Saturday Night Live thing. It's actually a massive shame when you think about how good Braun Strowman was and how over he was, what his actual WrestleMania moments ended up amounting to. Like, he went and kidnapped a child and buried two of the best workers in the company in the same night, and then, next year, a chance to redeem it, he could do something great, give him a rivalry, give him a storyline. No! You're gonna basically put him on the pre-show with two... Comedians? I don't even know who they were. Michael Che and Colin Jost. Look, I know if you're watching this in America, you're going, How have you not heard? They just, they have no, they have no penetration over here in the UK. They don't get on our TVs at all. I hadn't heard of them until they did the Braun Strowman thing, because nobody outside of America heard them until they did the Braun Strowman thing. And the thing about that is, yes, Braun Strowman is in America and WWE is in America, but they try and pitch WrestleMania as this global event, the biggest thing in the world of wrestling. So just having two. No offense if you're watching, guys. Like, C or D list American celebrities fighting one of your most marketable assets is dog On sh-. well, the worst part about it was they pitched Braun in this as, like, the protector, the saviour of WWE's own credibility. <laughs> Who were they to be coming in the ring thinking they could do a bit of a wrestle and literally eliminating actual stars from WWE? No, Braun's here. The biggest guy we have. He's going to sort out these untrained men and then he threw them out the ring and then he took the andre the giant trophy and everyone in the crowd including me went wow what a waste of everyone's time number five that tyson fury feud (laughs) speaking of a enormous waste of everybody's time somebody who works for wwe creative and we all know who that is. Looked at Tyson Fury, looked at the opportunity to work with him, looked at his height, looked at Braun Strowman and thought, Ah, this is going to make me a lot of money. And that unnamed person, who I definitely didn't just do an accurate impression of, should be taken outside in the pouring rain, tied to a post, and made to think about what they did. Forever. Now, don't get me wrong. Wrestlers versus other stars, things can be good. It doesn't all have to be Justin and Jay or whatever they were called. It can be quite entertaining and Tyson Fury is an entertaining man who was actually at that stage of his career probably still is quite like a big deal that looked like a really good scalp for WWE to get and yet the end product was I'll say it again it's dog I will say you can see exactly why WWE persists with these Saudi Arabia shows because any crowd back home or in their traditional territories would have booed this out of the building when it actually happened. Like, fair play, Tyson, threw, he got in the ring, he learned a bit of wrestling, he genuinely did exceed expectations of what he could do in the ring. I could see the guy put the work in, but the actual combination overall was no fun and no good, and the fact that Braun Strowman technically got knocked out, I was like a count out, but technically he got the 10 count, and then just popped back up and left, shows exactly what he thought of it. And the very fact that you have not heard on WWE television since Braun Strowman be referred to the man who knocked down, the man who defeated Tyson Fury, the fact that they never, ever, ever have that on him, that they wish they'd never done it, and so do I. Number four, the Wyatt Swamp Fight. Oh, (laughs) you know, you know in real life where, like, some famous person becomes a meme right and it's really funny for ages but then they realize they become a meme and they start doing it you like, oh no it's not that's not funny or like corporations start getting a hold of it and doing it slightly wrong that was wwe with cinematic wrestling matches like it started as a thing they hated and rejected but it became really good in its own right and they thought oh well everyone does these now we should too and yes get out the comments that they have done some absolutely amazing cinematic matches absolutely they have the two that were at wrestlemania probably two of the best that have ever ever happened, but before they got the formula down, before they effectively gave up trying to book them themselves and just trusted the performers to do them, they did try to stage some using their own traditional booking methods, and that gave us the Wyatt Swamp Fight. I'm not even going to say what that was because I've already done it twice. It was on the horror show at Extreme Rules, it was 18 minutes long, and I've got, actually, Jamie Kennedy's written quite a large entry about this, which I'm not even going to refer to because you don't want to be reminded of it and I don't want to be reminded of it. It was just Crap! One thing I will quickly say, just before we move on, that was that was the main event. The main event of the horror show at Extreme Rules, the Wyatt Swamp Fight, which was genuinely not really that different to the Vicky Guerrero eggnog thing, in my opinion. Like, visually, thematically... Pretty much the same match. Number three, that entire Shane McMahon angle. Right, well, look, I'll just address something. We occasionally get criticism here at What Culture that we're a bit overly negative about WWE. Some people say we've got, like, a gender against them, or, oh, like, this promotion, you know, like, you not know, this promotion. It's not, genuinely, it's not. We, just, we have to watch so much of it. When they are bad, it does grind you down and so that like comes across in the way we present these videos and just to everybody who says that there is some kind of lack of impartiality here that we're overly critical of the things they do to you i would say gunge He literally did the whole get-your-own-back shtick from British TV kids channels in the 1990s. Like, Dave Benson Phillips literally made a career out of this 20, 30 years ago. And where is he now? Just came up with this idea that Shane McMahon hated Braun Strowman. Presumably because Shane McMahon's favourite angle he ever did was when he was running around doing the whole big slow which-way-did-he-go thing, again, in the 1990s. Think just about. So they gave him the Braun Strowman thing, just do it again. But oh, how can we make it convincing that Shane McMahon, who isn't really pitched as daddy's playboy son with limited, unlimited resources and friends, how could he take on Braun Strowman? Hmm, what if he was just slipping around all over the place with gunge? And then they thought, all oh, right, okay, but uh, it's kind of funny, but we really need to get some genuine heat in there. So they had Braun Strowman go out and say that, you know what, actually. Uh, he'd been he'd been bullied for his entire life because of his size and because of his because of his frame, and it was actually really hurting his feelings. That Shane McMahon was doing the same, and again, as with WWE, good do more storylines about how that is not acceptable, but. You want me to believe it that Shane McMahon's hurting Braun Strowman's feelings after you've booked him as a monster who kills people for t- about three years? I can't get any higher. That's how bad it is. Stupid, 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 stupid. Angle, stupid. That stupid Shane McMahon, stupid Gunge, stupid, stupid. Just really stupid. I hated this. Everyone in it looked like a dork. Number two, those choo choo noises. Uh, have you been watching? You've been watching Raw at some point this year, I presume. If you haven't. Allow me to fill you in. Braun Strowman gets himself all worked up and then he runs around the outside of the ring like a locomotive engine. But just to really hammer home that point in case you didn't get the idea that he was this unstoppable mechanical force, what WWE do is they pipe in choo-choo noises, like like a train. Yes, you're, you're correct there. Like, like a train would make, or better yet, like a child would pretend to make when he was pretending to be a train. Braun Strowman's a grown-ass man. The thing is, you would you would be annoyed about this if it happened one time and it was a commentator doing it. If just once on a show, Braun did the run around the ring gimmick and say Corey Graves went, choo choo, Michael, it's the Braun Express. You would think that was absolutely dreadful and hope they never did it again. But that's not what they did. They literally created the sound effect and pipe it into the show every time he does it. That's so much worse. Number one, his universal title reign. Genuinely, Get in the comment, comment below if I've said this and you've gone, hang on, when was his Universal title? If you can't remember it, let me know. The thing is, fundamentally, wrestling titles, yes, they're really good when you look back at the end of your career and you can sort of see what you've achieved. I get that, yes, but also, it's not a real sport. You don't need to prove you were good because you won things. That's, like, for real sport. This, in wrestling, belts are a prop. They're designed to give you something to talk about and to fight over and to give matches... You don't, some wrestlers do not need championships. And look at Braun Strowman. Do you need to see him have a pretty piece of jewelry to think he's a big deal, to think he's the genuine article, to think he's a threat to whoever he wrestles? No. But when you do give him one, you can make that feel so special as a result. And guess what they didn't do here? And it was fairly obvious with the way they were booking him, not giving him any major storylines, not giving him anything to really get his teeth into, that he was basically holding that belt in this, like, just circling the drain way until either they put it on Bray or Roman came back. And, well, lo and behold, they put it on Bray and then Roman came back. And it's a shame. I hate the fact that Braun Strowman has left the biggest wrestling company in the world and All of his title reigns really are kind of bad. Like, the Seth Rollins tag title thing was a complete waste of everybody's time. The Nicholas thing we're never, ever going to talk about again. The Universal Championship, massively underwhelming given how over he was at the time. And didn't he have, like, an Intercontinental title run where he was like, yeah, I always wanted to win the Intercontinental title even though I'm a giant. Like, it's just none of it. None of it, none of it, none of it ever worked. And that's a shame. Even on a budget,